This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips. Our usual host, Christopher Lim, is on leave, and I'm your new co-host, correspondent, Howie Lim. Now, I'm sure all of us have gotten the heebie-jeebies when someone tells us they're a financial advisor, akin to the feeling you might have gotten encountering an insurance agent. On the back of this ever-present perception, NTUC announced last year it was doubling its number of financial advisors in the next few years, as DBS announced earlier this year as well for 2021. And now already with some 20,000 financial advisors, excluding bankers and relationship managers, what would more mean and do we really need them on our quest for financial freedom, especially with barriers to investing as low as they are now? For more insights, we speak to Wayne Chen, founder and CEO of Goals Mapper, a financial planning software that combines technology with the experience of financial consultants. Wayne, thanks for your time. Thank you, Howie, for having me here. So let's start with the bullet, Wayne. Do you think we need more financial advisors in Singapore? I think in a comprehensive study from Life Insurance Association of Singapore released in 2018, economically active individuals in Singapore, they have a combined gap of $893 on mortality and critical illness protection. So what this means is actually it found that if critical illness should occur, Working adults would only have insurance policies that meet 20% of their critical illness protection needs. So, of course, in addition to the impact of COVID-19, many people are also more open in their mind on the importance of planning for uncertainty. So, I think coupled with the changing environment, there are more and more new financial instruments made available. Clearly, we need to have more financial advisors who are trained and equipped as part of the overall effort to educate consumers in financial literacy. But Wayne, what might the implications be if we have too many financial advisors? People still have that perception, oh, you're a financial advisor, you're just going to try and sell me something that I might not need. Yeah, I guess in my opinion, it is very similar to any business. Like financial advisors definitely have to differentiate themselves professionally to maintain their competitiveness. So for example, being able to provide a holistic financial planning in the best interest of their clients is very important. So I will not worry about having too many as the market will find its uh, equilibrium. But having more professional financial advisors will definitely drive professionalism and expectation further and ultimately the consumers will benefit from it. Mm. But having too few financial advisors could be a greater concern. So you don't think people are ready at this point? It's not possible for someone to, say, take care of their own financial planning and investing for financial freedom, especially when retail investors don't have access to the same low-cost fund opportunities as institutional investors. There is that thing about trailer fees as well that also puts financial advisors in a bad light. Could a person possibly do it on their own, so to speak? Yes, I do think that it is possible for someone to take care of their own financial planning. But however, I think not many people will have that interest, expertise, and even time to take charge of their own financial planning. So I thought it would make sense for most people to plan with a financial advisor who is much more knowledgeable, professional, 
and who are staying up to date to the latest regulatory changes and industry development. Wayne, there was also a recent study which found over 50% of millennials here actually conduct their own research and only rely on a financial consultant for validation. What do you make of this? I guess financial planning is not just about investments. Um, It takes into consideration a balance between protection and wealth creation. So to achieve their future goal, taking consideration possible uncertainties in life. So talking to a financial advisor is not just about validation, but also in terms of uh, in, in case of certain needs, the financial advisor will definitely be of a good help to support even in terms of claims matters. People are also usually affected by emotion when making decisions. So it's kind of hard to find this balance. Mm. And um, many people tend to skew towards being heavy on investment and neglect the importance and uh, sufficiency in protection. So I do believe that everyone's situation and financial goals are unique. So I would still strongly recommend someone to sit down with a professional financial advisor for a discussion. Wayne, what do you think of the concept that a younger crop of financial advisors would then maybe appeal to newer customer segments like the millennials and the Gen Zs? So I guess there's a changing consumer uh, behavior, changing consumer needs. Now, these days, people are looking at a more holistic approach. Um, They do not want to just see a very singular approach. So how do I take into consideration all these different goals, different scenarios, and yet I can still achieve all these things? So I guess that's the the challenge when it comes to uh, doing it DIY. If you like Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to BT Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts and like us and give us a rating. And now back to our conversation with Wayne Chen, the founder and CEO of Goals Mapper. We're talking about whether or not there are too many financial advisors in Singapore and whether or not you can actually go at it on your own. Wayne, let's talk about consumers and especially that younger generation that we touched on wanting to take control of their financial life. What would an effective DIY financial plan look like? Because you did mention it is possible for one to go at it alone. Yeah, so in my opinion, a DIY financial plan should balance between protection and wealth creation uh, so as to in the future you can achieve your goals and of course, taking into consideration different uncertainty in life. Right? So I, like I mentioned, people are usually affected by emotion. So it does make sense to sit down with the advisor to go through all this uh, uncertainty, given that they are more knowledgeable, professional, and uh, being able to stay in touch of the latest uh, regulatory changes and uh, all the financial instruments. But Wayne, the democratization of financial information and the proliferation of investing made easy platforms doesn't mean one can just sit back and sail into the sunset, though, does it? What are some of the other myths surrounding I can do it myself? I mean, there's still work involved, isn't there? You mentioned not having the knowledge, interest, nor time to manage all this by oneself. Yeah, it definitely takes a lot of work. So I personally feel that it is very different managing your own portfolio versus someone else uh, managing it for you. Like I mentioned, many times our decision-making can be very emotional, so resulting in unexpected losses. Financial plans must also change in accordance to our different life stages and even different investment horizon. 
So I think the investment risk that a person is able to stomach may change as we age and as our circumstances uh, changes. Uh, if we just sit back and sail into the sunset, right? my fear is that people may be sailing into unexpected storms if they are not careful. So it's a continuous process and uh, I think it should be reviewed very regularly. Wayne, I know you had positive experiences with your financial advisors, but we have to talk about how objective, how ethical and how upstanding financial advisors should be. Take the chase for trailer fees as an example. This has caused unethical practices to arise, FAs selling unsuitable but pricey products to their clients. What advice do you have for investors? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I guess this is a negative perception of the industry. Many people uh, have that feeling. But I also felt that times have changed because of the consumer needs has changed, the behavior has changed. Many financial advisors today they are looking at providing more holistic approach, um, showing and illustrating to their clients how they can actually benefit from the advisory uh, from them. So it is where the demand and supply, you know, when there are more uh, people demanding a more holistic approach, then the supply will also meet that. So would you say, though, at this stage, the job of financial advisors is not in trouble of becoming obsolete? or good ethical financial advisors? I would believe that the role of a financial advisor would not become obsolete. But of course, uh, some financial advisors may become obsolete. Yeah. So what kinds? Like what you mentioned, if they are unethical, they uh, have been very pushy in terms of uh, their, their products and not at the best interest of their client, they may become obsolete. Mm. So I guess insurance has always been a push product. So without someone to drive home the importance of having adequate protection, majority of the population would probably be under a shirt. So like I mentioned, financial planning is not just about uh, wealth creation, about investment, right? So there is also a component on protection. Here's the litmus test, Wayne. You're a successful entrepreneur. You founded a financial planning software company with the aim to empower people to take control of their financial lives. Do you have a financial advisor? Oh, definitely. In, in my recent uh, article, I also mentioned that I started off uh, investment and protection at very early of my 18 years old. I really started engaging financial advisor to help me uh, chart out my, my financial plan uh, in the long run. So again, the advice, how to find the good guy, a credible, ethical, someone you trust. So uh, in a way, when we develop our technology, the financial planning software, it is to empower the financial consultant to be able to act uh, at the best interest of their client. So I guess as a consumer, you will know uh, whether these financial advisors are only meeting you just to sell you a product or really you know, giving you advice at the best interest. Financial advisory is not just about selling product. Right? It can be as simple as how you can reduce certain costs. Um, I mean, as simple as refinancing your mortgage, etc. You know, all these are important advice that advisor can uh, simply give and not just uh, selling any products. We've been talking with our guest, Wayne Chen, who's the founder and CEO of Goals Mapper, about whether there are too many financial advisors in Singapore and if you really need one. Wayne, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Howie.
And that's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times. Don't forget to subscribe to our BT Money Hacks podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And like us and give us a rating. That was an SBH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.